I want you to know something. Our God is not dead. Our God, our Christ is very much alive. And you go to some places and you can feel the pulse of the heart of God. I can tell you this. Now, sometimes in Australia, in America, Western Europe, we say, you know, it's finished. The church is dying. Folks, the church hasn't even started yet. I mean, our best days are still to come. And the Bible tells this, tells us this, that when the judgments of the Lord are in the land, you know what it says? The people are going to learn righteousness. And wherever we go, where we see suffering and hardship, it wasn't very long ago that we went to El Salvador. We had a tiny window of time, just a tiny window of time. I don't know if we could go there today because the gang warfare is so bitter and so intense. I think they are killing 30 people a day, gang warfare. It's only a little country of six or seven million people. When we went there, because of the problems that El Salvador had experienced, because of the gang warfare, the, the blood in the streets, you see something in those countries that I don't see in my homeland of Australia. You, you see a hunger for God. And it's going to happen here one day. It's going to come again because our God is alive and the gospel is still the power of God unto salvation to every person who believes. I'd like you to take your Bibles, my precious friends. Come with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. Today we're talking about thankfulness. And I'm thankful to God for our brothers and sisters in the lands of the old Soviet Union. I'm thankful to God for you people here today in this blessed land of the United States of America. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and uh, let me see. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. And everything gives, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The Bible tells us that we should be thankful people. I just want to, for a few moments today, because you are my friends, I want to tell you why we at the Carter Report are full of thankfulness. You know, an attitude of gratitude gives health to the bones and strength to the soul. I have four reasons why we are to be thankful and grateful. Number one. There is more good than evil in the world. And when you turn on television, you see what's happening in Brussels, you hear about ISIS, and then you see what's going on in politics in America and you think it's all over. No, no, no. There's, there's more good than evil in the world. When you leave the meeting today, look at the, the trees. Look at the sky. Listen to the birds. I was out jogging the other day. This is just a simple little story. You may think it's no consequence. It's a consequence to me. I was out jogging and uh, I was wearing these big old clodhoppers, these old funny old boots, and uh, the shoelaces came undone. Now, a car had gone past me down the street and uh, 
I didn't think he, he saw me, of course. He went past pretty fast. And so I, I you know, I, have, I guess you haven't noticed it, but my hair's a little white these days. So I, I sat down on the curb and I was doing my shoelaces up. This guy turned around and he came back <laughs> and he pulled up and he, this is what he said. He said, excuse me, sir, are you okay? <laughs> you don't read about this on CNN, do you? Another time, this is very recently, I was hiking up in the mountains, Santa Monica Mountains, where I've seen two lions and lots of animals up there. And I was hiking along and I had taken a drink of water before I left home, but it was a very hot day and I was sweating away. And I was going fast. I was going up a hill. In fact, I was passing the bicycles that were going up the hill. So I, but a man saw me. I was sweating profusely. He said, excuse me, sir, would you like a drink of water? <laughs> I'm telling you. I said, I was sort of a little flabbergasted. I said, uh, do, I, do you think I need it? He said, you look as though you need it. <laughs> and he gave me a bottle of water. I said, is this going to leave you short? He said, it doesn't matter whether it leaves me short or not. He said, I want you to have a bottle of water. I want you to know there's more good than evil in the world. Remember tying my shoelaces on the bottle of water. Number two, God is still here and God is still the same. Now, sometimes in this life, you know it's true. People let you down. And you see things in the world and sometimes even in the church. And, you know, you, you say, why does God allow these things? But we should never forget it. God is still here and God hasn't changed. You know the story from England when England was being bombed by the Nazis. London was burning. There was a mother with a little family, with a husband, and the mother was killed by one of the bombs. One of the little girls was killed. One little girl left and the father. And he took his daughter home. The house was in a, in a shambles. It had been not directly hit by a bomb, but badly broken down. And that night when they went to bed, he said to his little girl, go to sleep. And they could hear outside the crash of the bombs and the spitfires in the sky above. And after five minutes in the pitch blackness, because I had to turn out every light, she cried out and she said, Daddy, are you still there? He said, I'm still here. Go to sleep. Then five minutes later, Daddy, are you, are you still here? She said, I'm, he said, I'm still here. Then another five minutes went by and she repeated the words, are you still here? And then after another five minutes, she cried out, Daddy, are you still here? And is your face turned toward me? He said, yes, I'm still here. And my face is turned towards you. I'm looking at you even in the darkness. We should be thankful because God is looking at us even in the darkness. When everything seems to collapse, sometimes people let us down and God is still here. He's still the same. Number three, 
God amazingly provides for our needs. Now, I can testify to this. You, some, you know, somebody said, I said about it earlier today, how do you pay your bills? I say sometimes I don't know how, but we do. I can testify that even though we've run huge campaigns around the world, and usually when we start those campaigns, we don't have, as they say in Australia, a brass razu. <laughs> we don't, sometimes for those campaigns, we don't even have a dime. But I want to tell you folks something. Before the campaign is over, we're paying all our bills and we're building up reserves. Can you believe it? When we ran a campaign in India, uh, that campaign we were told was going to cost us about a million dollars. We didn't have anything like this. We did not know how we were going to pay for it. I want to tell you folks something. Before the campaign was over, not only were tens of thousands of Hindus and Muslims coming to the meetings and thousands of people getting baptized, but we had paid all our bills all of them, and we had money in the bank. How do you explain that? Now, you've seen this building here. This is a beautiful building. It really is. We should not have it. An old friend of mine came out from Tennessee. He walked around, and he said, he sees what's going on. We've got a big, great television crew. We've got the best television cameras because we ought to have them. Uh, we're doing things. And he said, hmm. How do you do this? You're a good businessman. I said about the worst one that was ever born. But God blesses us. You see? And we're glad to tell people we're thankful everything you see here, even this great television wall and this new studio and everything we've got. The bank doesn't own it. The bank used to own it. <laughs> when we came along here, let me tell you something. I was met at the door by a lady who worked for one of the doctors who was in the building. She said, go away, you wouldn't want this building. That made me want to come in straight away. She said, no, no, you, they were trying to buy it, you see. And then the bank sent a representative. And the bank was asking so much, I said, well, look, go tell the bank manager, go and tell the organization, we're prepared to pay so many dollars. I'll tell you exactly. I said, it's not negotiable, I'm not bargaining, That's just go and tell them, so they counter offered. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. We're prepared to take this. The other people counter-offered, counter the doctors, and they counter-offered more than us. But the bank said, we think you ought to have it. And the guy who signed, the title, signed all the papers for us, he said, I'm a Christian, and I think God wants you to have it. <laughs> I said, even though we're getting it cheaper, and then he said, we think you're a sure thing. We think we can trust you. So how do you explain those things? I say these are reasons why we should be thankful. And there's another reason. There's another reason. God has a wonderful future for his children. I have a very precious dear friend in Australia who is very sick at this present time. Some of you folks know my friend. I've never had a better friend. 
He's a good, decent, kind, funny man. He's the best scholar the church has in the South Pacific. One of the best scholars in the world. He's a great guy. I called him last Sabbath. I read John 14, 1 to 3, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. I told him, I called him by his name, of course. I said, one day you and I are going to go for those great walks again. Remember when we walked along the beach, King's Cliff, North New South Wales, a great white sand beach. We walked along, we discussed theology. He would say to me, I won't tell on you if you don't tell on me. (laughs) So we're discussing some fine points of theology. I said, we're going to do it again. We're going to go for walks. We're going to be young again. I won't have white hair. But I don't care if people say you got white hair. At least I got it, which is better than some folks have got. And people say, is it yours? Well, you know, what you see, folks, is what you get. That's all there is to it. And see how solid it is? (laughs) It's going to be worth it all. The reason we can be thankful is because God is here. He hasn't changed. He supplies our needs. We're going to buy, by the grace of God, we're going to buy that building in Kiev. We're going to run a campaign. I believe it is written in the word of God. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And we can testify today that this is a time of thanksgiving for us, we have purchased this wall. I won't tell you too much about it. It's the best that Hollywood can give. It's exactly the same as they have on the big sets in Hollywood. We have it. We've got the computer software that runs it upstairs, like a king's ransom. But we have it. And God has sent us the right television crew the right people. And therefore, our hearts are just full of thanks to God. We're delighted today to have with us our highly esteemed conference president, Elder Salazar. He and I have been old friends for a long time. No, we have been friends for a long time. Yes, yes. And it appears to me as though you're getting a few flecks of gray in your hair also. So we're going to ask Elder Salazar to come and he's going to lead us in a prayer of dedication. Elder Salazar, come please. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for this invitation at this special occasion. Thank you. And we praise God how the Lord has guided this ministry that has been reaching souls for the kingdom of God. Hmm. And for more, than, for more than 55 years, He has been using you along with many other people that you have inspired to go and reach souls for Christ. May the Lord continue blessing your ministry, your team, your mate. Thank you. That both of you, Beverly and you, both have been traveling the world. Thank you. Bringing souls to Christ. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Let's now have a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, 
maker of heaven and earth. You who dwell not in temples or buildings made with human hands. We thank you today for the revelation of your love and your mercy through Jesus Christ. As we commemorate this week and his sacrifice that he made on the cross, we want to give him all honor and glory for this wonderful gift of salvation. Today we also recognize the great commission given by our Lord to express the gospel to all the nations, to teach them and to build them up into a fellowship worthy of your name. And Lord, at this very moment, we want to ask you for a special blessing for the Cairo Report ministry. We want to thank you for the vision and work of Pastor John Carter and his wife, Beverly. They have been your instruments. They have been your agents of communicating hope to many people that they have not been having hope in their lives. They also have been instruments in lifting up Jesus Christ. And Lord, believing in that promise that when you will be lifted up, many will be drawn to you, they have accomplished this mission for your glory and for your honor. And Lord, this afternoon we have come here and we ask that you continue blessing this ministry. Keep the, vision, the missionary seal to spread the gospel at home and abroad. Keep their eyes open to see the missionary opportunities where we are in the whole world as mission field. We want to remind ourselves that we are waiting for your soon coming. That many people, not just here, uh, in this community, in this state, but in the world, they can come. Especially, Lord, we want to ask a special blessing as this team prepares to go to Cuba and to Russia now during the fall. Lord, that your spirit can go ahead and prepare the hearts of those who will be hearing the messages that will be presented. That those hearts be touched by the Holy Spirit. And when the preachers be ready to invite them to turn their lives to Jesus, they can come and surrender lives to the Savior of this world. Thanks again, Lord, for the many blessings. And we continue lifting up Jesus Christ. And this afternoon, we surrender our lives to you once again. Use us as your instrument to honor you and to benefit your people. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 то время, когда Джон Картер впервые приехал в Украину. Об этом говорил весь Киев, писали все средства массовой информации. Джон Картер остается актуальным проповедником, и молодежь Украины нуждается в его опыте и в той весе, которую он несет. Когда я узнала, что он приедет в Киев, я и мои друзья, мы очень ожидали его проповеди. Проповедь меня удивила. И я знала многие эти истины, но эта проповедь напомнила мне, 
то, что на самом деле важно. Работая с молодежью, я сегодня осознаю и понимаю, что это самая сложная работа, которая может быть. И для того, чтобы сегодня благовествовать современной молодежи, то сегодня нам нужна не просто доктрина, сегодня нам нужна сила Божья. Служение Джона Картера, которое он совершал, было ознаменовано большим влиянием Духа Божьего и большой силой. И именно в этой силе сегодня нуждаемся мы. Наше украинское общество, а також и церковь, которая переживает сегодня непростые часы. Мы переживаем разнообразные кризы, но самое наибольшее – это духовная криза, которая торкнулася всех верст населения, но самое наибольшее – она торкнулася молодого поколения. Тому молодежная программа, которая планируется этого года осень, она должна, мы надеемся, стать ответом на те духовные потребы молодого поколения и подарить им надежду на светлое будущее. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.